Welcome to another episode of Talk of Tonawanda. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and guests only. I do not represent any other individual or organization. Carl, we have arrived at episode 41 I'm and, o- <laughs> with the glitches that I'm only, know about. I'm only giggling, folks, because we had a pre-show glitch. One of those, uh, Frank uh, hit the wrong button again. Oh, no, no, no. Carl had a costume malfunction. Ah. Uh, but anyway, episode 41. Congratulations to you. They will not stop us. No. Because they don't know where we are or when we're doing it. Right. So it's kind of there. We're still in the... Listen, I'm going to jump right in. Again? Jump right in. What day you know is what? It? it? It's it's August. We, we can it's almost feel no. summer slipping away. But Can't not we? yet. It's a beautiful day today. But today it is. Yes. You know... Rain, sun, rain, sun, rain, sun, rain, sun. It's, yeah. it's, it's like doing the whole thing. The yin and yang of what we really want around here, isn't it? It is. It truly is. Uh, well, happy National Play in the Sand Day. Did you play in the sandbox today? I did. As a matter of fact, the grandkids were over earlier today, and I uncovered the sandbox. And, uh, there it is. Milo and myself and Violet had a little uh, time in there. We had some cars and, of course, the, uh, you know, Mimi's... Sand scoop. Oh, now, now but it's not really a sand scoop. Carl, in today's political climate, I have to yes. ask the burning question: Did you all play well together in the sandbox, or was there dissension in the ranks? There was dissension in the ranks, and of course, there was sand being thrown, and pops had to put a stop to it immediately. Ah, uh, uh, so there was kind of a sandstorm going on. A little bit. Okay, a little well. bit. But you know, it's to be expected. How have you been, by I've, the way? I've been all right. I've been good. Good. Just good? Not great? No, just no. Good. Just just very good. Did you get the flagpole in at the cottage? No. I'm still waiting for some help on that. Yeah, well, you know, one of these years, well, uh, we got to get on down there. Hopefully before the snow flies. Before the snow flies, we'll put it, it up. Might be. You know, you know there, there, there's that big debate. Is it going to be a bad winter? Is it going to be a good winter? A bad winter? A good winter? We were surprised last year a little bit. What do you think it's going to be? Horrible. You think it's going to be horrible? Yes. It's probably going to be, you know, like below 20 degrees a few days, and it's going to be snowy. And that, in my book, is horrible. I hate winter. Can't stand it. All right, it all right. offers me nothing. You're retired. What, you didn't snowbird this? No. Not a snowbird either. No. No. no I don't, I don't want to join it's, the group It's better to there. stand in the front window and shake your fist at nature and humanity. Absolutely. Okay. Well, so, you know, you know what? There's room for grouchy old men everywhere. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm going to be the big 6-0 this year, just uh, less than 30 days away here. And uh, you I made it. At, I look in the mirror and go, you know what? The odometer's got to have a lot more miles out of that. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. Well, I, I hit sixty decades ago, so decades. Well, no, decades. I, I like to say that, but it's not old true. men exaggerate. So. Oh yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's yeah. like fishermen. I tell you what, rain or shine, the bocce ball courts outside our our, our studio here in uh, Clinton Park, they are just jammed. There's a peak of sunshine. There's a pile of cards of people playing box. Yeah. Rain starts, they disappear. Yep. They have clouds to, apart, they come running back in. Yeah. Our rec department does a fantastic job. And of course that was rebuilt last year. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's in much better shape than it's ever been. So with with the real deal with the compacted lime and everything the way yeah. it's supposed to be. They did it right. They got some, you know, advisors in there and they did it right. Advisors. Well, you know what? Everybody needs a little bit of advice here and there. And, and help. Uh, 
being old people like we are, we probably have things laying around, mementos, boxes of things we haven't looked at in years. Well, we have a fellow here that is in business here in the city of Tonawanda. And uh, the business he's involved in is called Western New York Collectibles. Say good afternoon to Joe Furan. Joe, good, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you for the opportunity, gentlemen. You're, you're a very soft speaker. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of, I'm scared of you. It's so, almost no, like, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm almost, just kidding. <laughs> it's almost like the priest when he's about to tell you something bad. You have to yeah, say 400 Our Fathers, 300 yeah, Hail Marys, absolutely. and flog yourself with a piece yeah. of spaghetti. I'm very familiar with that. Being a <laughs> Catholic boy, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking of all the nice things I want to talk to you guys about. So we'll ramp it up a little so bit. So it's uh, called Western New York Collectibles. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're down there right at 102 Broad Street, but upper. So uh, tell, yeah. tell us the location there. What, where, what are people looking for? Uh, we are right next to Colosso Taco on the corner of Broad and Main Street, also known as the venue for Canal Fest every summer. So I think that sums it up. Right, and so pretty much it's, it's uh, it, almost across from the, the can return there. That is correct, right yes. Right about there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're in the upper, and yeah. uh, you're in business with uh, your son Anthony mm -hmm. and uh, your friend Paul Morrow. Now tell us, when, when did you guys decide to go into this business? Well, we decided to, um, a lot of people know me from being the former manager at Tonawanda Bowling Center, so... Um, we're, out, we're around a lot of kids, high school bowling kids. We're, we're around a lot of older people. And I started talking to a lot of older people. They come in in their bowling leagues, and I feel bad. Their, their husband passed away. They got so much stuff at home. Um, the kids don't want it. What do you do at 70 years old? You can't, you know, there's a lot that goes into doing a garage sale and what have you. So I know... Um, being familiar with eBay since day one, 1995, which is a whopping 28 years ago already, I felt that there was a need not only um, for people that were into the bowling alley, um, people that I knew, but people in western New York that have or in the situation of somebody passes away, the kids don't want this stuff, what do you do with all this stuff? An older couple downsizes, they're moving to Florida, house is packed, collectibles, kids don't want it. What do you do? I felt a need, and I said, you know, I want to know something. Um, this is what we're going to do. So I left uh, Tonawanda Bowling Center in 2015. Haven't looked back since then, and it's, it's, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. So it's been a great choice. Absolutely, it Fantastic. has been. Yes, yeah. How far do you travel for uh, your consignments? Um, basically, you know, we go out to Rochester. Most of our, most of our clientele are local Tonawanda, North Tonawanda, Niagara Falls, South Towns, that, that kind of thing. So we do, most people come into us because they want to meet us, they want to feel comfortable, they want to know where they're going to be leaving their stuff at. Sure. Um, we usually go to see people in, um, how do I put this? We, somebody doesn't drive, an older person will go out to them. So we, we'll, okay. we'll either go out to them, but 99% of the people bring the items into us. So somebody that's interested in your services doesn't necessarily have to bring the material to you that you no. could go and pick it up and meet they, with them? They send us pictures to see, you know, get our opinion, what we think we could sell this stuff for. Okay. Um, is it even worth it bringing this stuff in? Okay, so that's, that's the need that we provide is there's a lot of people that, like older people, um, they just don't know what they have, the values. I have a couple of consignment clients. They don't even have cell phones or computers at home. So primarily a lot of this business that you get is from referrals? Perhaps? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 
You know, I know everybody's watched uh, the, the shows on, on cable and the old interweb, and, uh, you know, folks of a certain age, uh, when they, like my age, they, they start to look back, and it seems that the big collectibles are things that remind them of what they had when they were a kid, or always wanted uh, when they were a kid. So, you know, right now, what, what are some of the hot items for adults, not the kids? What are, the, what are adults approaching retirement age jumping onto that you have? Uh, well, there is, I'll categorize it by two. The oddball stuff and the normal stuff. A lot of people, you know, old sports cards, Nintendo video games, G.I. Joe, Star Wars. Um, a lot of our sales are based on, you know, people that are buying back their childhood. I used to have Star Wars figures. Mom said, get home and grab them. Or they're going in the garbage can. Guess what? they in the garbage can. Oh, the f- boy. The oddball stuff. Uh, right, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Absolutely. Something I've been looking for for mm-hmm. a very long time. Um, I was the youngest of seven, so Christmases it was, you know, socks got wrapped up as gifts, the shirt got wrapped. You're, you're, you're a local Catholic boy, you know, you get the tie and the, and the shoes. But there was always one really cool gift. And my parents surprised me one year, and it was an airplane cockpit. It had two yokes in it, had a little electric motor in it, little, little uh, you know, uh, horizon and things on it. And I saw one on eBay like four years ago. And of course, it was already sold. I don't suppose you have one of those, do you? Um, if you would have talked to me in 2021, you'd be, uh, you'd be happy. That yeah, much, Frank, that much. Yeah. How about mine? Yeah, I was going to say, Carl, can Carl I, what are you longing for from your childhood? Well, it, this goes back to my, uh, my old Stinger uh, motorcycle-type racing bike, my, the banana seat, the big sissy bar. Kicked out front end, the Mattel Varum motor. You would put this thing, you know, like bolted onto the uh, crossbar, and it would be, you know, something that would be battery operated. And all this thing was was just like, oh, oh the noise maker the you noise strapped on your bike yes. instead of using a deck of your father's bridge carts. Yes, yes, yes. Well, the Mattel Varum motor. Well, no, see, I know exactly what you're saying, and yep. you'll get nothing but honesty from me. Nope, not in stock. <laughs> oh, see, see, a lot of these things are like hen's teeth to find. You know, like you you, you think of that. Uh, I always wanted the uh, Green Ghost game. Ah, my, mm-hmm. you know what? My my sister had that. Yep. And my first car was the same color, so I took the little green ghosts out oh. and I glued oh. them across the dashboard. Very good, Frank. And then, uh, you know, because remember the little ghosts, they looked really yes. blobby. Yeah. Well, my brothers, being the youngest of seven, yeah. they, you know, I, I painted green ghost on the back bumper. I came out the next morning. They had taken all the ghosts off the dashboard, turned them around so you couldn't see the eyes, and repainted the back bumper to say the green booger. Perfect. And it was just, you know, Serpent Tournament. Okay, mm-hmm. two-part question, Joe. Yes. First one. Weirdest thing that ever came in the door. Oh, great question. And that the second part of that question, somebody coming in, weirdest thing, keep it clean, Carl, weirdest thing that anyone's ever been looking for. Start with what you've had that's just been bizarre. Because I'm looking at the business card. you got everything from Disney to Freddy Krueger on this thing. So, I mean, it tells me that it's an eclectic variety. Yeah. In, in our business, that's one thing that we specialize in and we're very proud is, is 
the way that the store is set up, the way that our inventory is set up, we have every, almost everything from A to Z. So if somebody comes in say, you know, I'm looking for wrestling figures, boom. If somebody's looking for sports cards, boom. The common stuff, you got any Nintendo games, boom. Star Wars, G.I. Joe, and all that stuff. But if someone comes in here and they're looking for a city of Tonawanda, 1958, high school directory that has everybody's phone number and what have that on there, we got catalogs. Wow. So. In terms of the weirdest thing that somebody's been looking for, um, hmm. we don't really get a lot of. Now I know where to take my autographed Bob Hope picture. It, Bob it, Hope, it, yeah. It, yeah, it might be it might be uh, perspective though, because I might regard this as as something really outside the mainstream, but you may see it as typically mainstream because of the business that you're in. Yeah. So sit in my chair for a second. Something that's just. Someone doesn't consider it a mainstream collectible, and they're looking for it. Okay, remember when we were younger, the blow molds that we would put in the yard, and we'd plug them in, like oh yeah, Santa that Claus, stuff, the reindeer. Those are those yes. are yeah. those are highly those. collectible. We sell those like there's no tomorrow. Fantastic! That, that, because so, you so want some holiday decorations. Holiday decorations, well. really? It's, it's those it. red candles with the with the yellow plastic top. You put the bulb in there. It's kind of what we talked there. about before. It's yeah, people are buying their childhood back again. Yeah. That's fantastic. You know, we're coming up on Halloween, mm -hmm. and you're mentioning holiday stuff. What do you got in holiday stuff coming up for Halloween? We just received a collection of close to 200 Department 56 villages. You remember those? Oh, those are the villages goodness. that you, yes. yeah, yeah, we got, yeah, we got a mother load. Wow, wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And now, the store that I went to uh, earlier today, mm -hmm. uh, I walked through and looked around. I don't know if you have much space left in that store. How can you take more on? Yeah. I, tr I have so many referrals. We have so many referrals coming, and it's just like we try to help every single person possible. And it's like we, we reopened last October. We thought this building was going to be big enough, and I could, be, I could not be more wrong. Eight months, nine months, ten months later, we're out of, out of space again already. Wow. Now, you're rotating the stock, though, so you're getting oh, new stuff in yeah. and, mm -hmm. and, and stuff out. Uh, we were talking before the program, we were talking about how you manage to have such a decent turnover. There are specific things that you do to market the stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's both stuff that you own outright and stuff that's on consignment. But you market them both the same way. Tell, tell the folks a little bit more about how you're marketing this stuff. How, how are you getting that high turnover? Uh I think the number one thing is I, uh, for a while, studied the consignment industry. I said, how am I going to turn the product over? How am I going to sell it for top dollar for our consignment clients? And how are we going to continually getting things out the door, but then continue getting more inventory? So I studied the consignment industry. In a standard consignment store, what they'll do is you bring something in, they'll put a tag on it, and they'll put it on a shelf, and they'll wait for traffic flow. Um, I, in my opinion, I feel that if I did it that way, I'm done working for you, okay? I came up with this idea, being familiar with eBay, talking over my son Anthony and Paul, I said, what happens if we come up with this kind of an idea? People bring things into us. Not only do we put it for sale in the store, we'll see if we can sell it on Amazon. If we can not put it on Amazon, maybe we can put it on eBay, Ever since we decided to do that, we're pumping packages out of there like there's no tomorrow. So, so your business model is continued growth, turnover of product, and it, it's very successful, evidently. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll sum it up like this. On a Saturday, we close at 6 o'clock on a Saturday. And by the way, we're open 10 to 6 every day, excluding Sunday, we're closed. So whatever eBay, Amazon orders we do not have packed up, 
when we leave there Saturday at 6. Okay, now from 6 o'clock till midnight, whatever new sales come in or ones that were awaiting payment are now have paid, I got to pack those up. Not there Saturday. Sunday we're closed. It's crazy on Sundays because of the weekends. The, the thing what we do is we, we try to list things on the weekend for a seven-day auction because that's when people are on eBay. We try to list them at the nighttime and schedule them that way. So then people are on the eBay Saturday night. Boom. The auction's ending in an hour. Oh, yeah, I got to stay in front of my computer or my phone. So what I'm getting at, Monday, we don't open until 10. I'm there 6.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. on a Monday. And that's all I do for 12 straight hours besides customer service, taking care of customers as I pack orders. And you want to know something? The idea about my consignment, about not just putting things on a shelf, we put them on eBay and Amazon, pumping packages out of here like there's no tomorrow. I don't even get to all the orders packed up. By the time I leave on Monday, and guess what? I'm not counting all the new sales on Monday. Packing. What is, what is the largest in bulk? What is the largest item you've ever had a package in? Big. Christmas blow mold. Remember those we were oh. just talking about a few yep. months ago? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's why a lot of people don't do their own eBay. Say first you have a blow mold at home. What are you going to need after it sells? Some of those are three, yeah. four feet tall. Oh, yeah. You need packing material. You need bubble wrap. You need a box that big. There you go. We got it. I have a blow mold Santa Claus uh, sitting and peeking out the window of my garage to scare people away. <laughs> Sunglasses and a hat on. And it's uh, one of those... Uh, okay, so uh, I'm going to hit you with another question. And you got to confine it to just three. Right now in inventory, stuff that hasn't sold, your three most favorite items in-house right now. A Mickey Mantle autographed and authenticated book. Nice. Very cool. Perfect. Sealed. Nintendo video games from the 90s never opened. How many kids played, got video games and couldn't rip the boxes open fast enough to play oh, like yeah. I was a kid? Oh, that Who would say, oh, I got this Pokemon game. My mom just got me for Christmas. Okay, I'm going to set it on the shelf. No. Wow. So wow. Is, that, is that new old stock that you uh, oh, were, yeah. were called upon yeah. to, to try and sell yeah. off? I tell people, wow. go, go on eBay right now and look at yeah. sealed Nintendo video game Pokemon. Absolutely. And um, probably... Like, people are buying their childhood back again. Probably, um, we got a couple high-end sealed Star Wars figures. From, oh, yeah. oh, nice. Yeah. Very good. Now, so Barbie seems to be a worldwide uh, phenomenon right now mm -hmm. with uh, the older Barbie dolls being dragged out of, you know, mom's closets and out of, uh, you know, old uh, backpacks and book bags. So what... Anybody uh, looking for any of that right now, some of the girls? Uh... We've been selling them like crazy, and we have two consignment clients. One has the Barbies from the 90s, and then we have a lady that came in with all of her Barbies from 1964. Oh, wow. The carrying cases, all of the... Now, this is a perfect scenario. The little so, shoes. The little the shoes, bags. the dresses, the hats. And she goes, what's the best way for you to sell this for us? I go, you want to know something? You have 100 and 13 pieces of clothing. Guess what we're going to do for you? We're going to list every single one separate on eBay. And they're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have the folder. I have the folder at the store. Let me open the folder and see how much we've got them in their Very pocket at the end of the day. Instead of doing a lot, it's, it's like that's kind of how we're set up. We look at, because I'm a true collector, I've collected my whole life kind right. of thing. So I look at it, you know, I kind of like move from around the counter to the front. I say, okay, 
I want to be, you know, give me a different, I have a different mindset because I'm, tr I'm a true collector and I know exactly what things should be going for and I know the best way to maximize money and it's a great feeling. Is there any item that you won't touch that you refuse to just take on consignment because it's too complicated, the value trips up and down, uh, coins, stamps, you know, those sort of things. And, oh, I mean, original collectors, you know, when I was younger, you always had an uncle or a dad or a cousin that had the coin collection or the stamp collection or things like that. Postcards seem to be, uh, you know, still hanging on for some reason. But is there an item that you just won't touch because it's going to be too hard to move or too long of a time that it's going to be in your inventory on your shelf uh, that you won't, uh, you won't bother with? Well, I could sum it up like this two ways. Anything that's illegal, okay, and guns. Sure. And guns, that's it. Ammunition, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. So, I mean, besides, you know, the, you know, the obvious, you know, guns, knives, bombs yeah. kind of thing, yeah. We sell, we sell items like magazines for a dollar, and we sell high-end sports cards and that kind of thing. So we, we basically, anything. So answer your question, except for the two things I just told you, no. So give us a website that folks could get a hold of you at besides, uh, you know, looking for your eBay shop. And also uh, plug your eBay shop uh, with that and your phone number as well. Okay. Um, our eBay store is WNY underscore collectibles, and it's spelled at the end I-B-L-E-S, not A-B-L-E-S, because you can spell collectibles two different ways. Okay, I'm going to be specific with that. Phone number 716-957-3085. And um, what I was going to tell you, and it's what... Yeah, yeah. WNYcollectibles2020 at gmail.com. Okay. And that's a good source for somebody, like if they have a bunch of stuff at home and they may live in the South Towns and we can't get out to them, they'll take pictures, they'll email, we can look at it and evaluate ahead of time. And well, that's perfect. Are mm -hmm. you asking your customers, uh, you know, to come in to do pickups or, I mean, if they're local within like a few hours drive, you might say, you know, we could ship this to you, but boy, would you really like to come out and see this store? Okay, here's a trick that I have. When people buy stuff off of us on eBay, you could see our username, we're from Tonawanda. And I also put a little blurb in the description, say, can also be picked up in our physical retail location in the city of Tonawanda. I had an idea about that. And people would message me back. And I wish I could show you some of the messages. Now they're like, where are you? I have no idea that you're here. And then they get to the store, and not only did they just buy a $20 item, which they've been looking for as a yep. kid buying their childhood back again. They're like, oh, my God. And then they walk out spending $100. A, I, I, could, I could vouch for this 100% on the souls of my seven grandchildren, Frank. If you walk into that store with a credit card that's newly minted and doesn't have a balance on it, you will walk out with something, and you will crack that egg, and you will have a great time in there. It is, it is fantastic. I saw hanging on the wall a Red Sox banner that I haven't seen in probably 25, 30 years. It was only sold at Fenway Park. And I know this because when I went there to get one like it, they were all sold out. And I've been there probably five, six times. And I've yet to see that banner anywhere but on their wall. So congratulations Thank you. Thank on that. Thank you very item. much. Well, Joe, Joe, it's time to play Stump Carl. Stump Carl. Oh, my time goodness. Stump Carl. It's pretty Carl, easy. Carl, you mentioned a collecting hobby you refer to as stamp collecting. What is the official name of an individual who collects stamps? It starts with a P. It does start with a P. But yeah. so does pasta. So, oh, you know, I know that. I and, mean, and pineapples. And pineapples and peculiar. Yes. The latest. 
filetist. Now, that, I think that would be a butcher. No, that would be the person meat. who would who no. would. You were close. You're close. We'll we'll call it. We'll give you a half credit. It's philatelist. Philatelist. A philatelist. That was close enough. And speaking. Speaking. Everybody's. Of, everybody <laughs> is out there nodding their head. Yes. Oh, yes. Of and it's I, philatelist. And I was going to tell you because you're talking about baseball. It's the beginning of the Philadelphia Phillies name. Oh. Ah, that's uh, true. So you got the Phillies there. There you the go. Phillies. Yeah. Um, so you know, look, looking at all these these different things that are in there, and you're talking about your favorites, and you said that you were, you were a true collector your whole life. What's your favorite thing to collect? Are you referring to something I had and I sold many years ago, or is it something that I have in my well, basement at home? The, the fact that you started with seeing it, something you had you sold many years ago had a slight tone of regret to it. So why don't we go there? Let's go there first. <laughs> let's, let's dig up those, those painful memories. Then let's we'll travel to the man cave in the basement, <laughs> The inner sanctum that no one else gets in except maybe Anthony, his son, yeah. because Anthony's going to have it someday. Oh, okay. And Samantha, too. Our and Samantha. And oh, our daughter, and, Samantha. And the daughter, yep. Um, what did you get rid of that you, that you long for? And this is going to go to, I think we'll talk about this, about the number one hot thing now that we were talking about earlier. Um, I, I was always enamored of... World Series and Super Bowl full unused tickets when I was younger. Because here's the thing. Who didn't go to the World Series? Who didn't go to the Super Bowl? The biggest events in the United States. Who doesn't go? Because back in the day, as you know, ticket, a ticket stub is a full unused ticket ripped. They ripped it at the doors. Yeah. I was like, how cool is that? So I started collecting. I had a massive collection. And Anthony can back me up on this. We had a massive collection of uh, full, unused Super Bowl and World Series tickets back in the 50s, 60s. A lot of stubs, a lot of programs from the World Series. And, and uh, got a substantial offer years ago. And I looked at it as, you know, I was like, I'm never, ever letting this stuff go. But then it's like, it's a vehicle you, you, to, can yeah. always, you can always get it again, back to buying your childhood back, as we discussed earlier. I'm like, right. enjoy, I'm making somebody happy. And um, I, I don't want to say that I miss those things, sure, but I miss them. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not, but you know, it's, it's like the old saying is, you know, unless I'm married to it, it's for sale. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but, 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 you know, but Carl, in Joe's case, we just had to pass in the tissues because, I mean, this, <laughs> you can tell this is painful. This is their full no. Super Bowl unused ticket. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't have every single Super Bowl, but I'm saying it was pretty massive collection and I collected them and, and you know, 56 of them. So, if you had 10, that's pretty substantial yeah. in my book. Yeah. Now, what's funny about us doing this today, because we, we didn't have Joe as a guest until this afternoon. Correct. And but this morning on talk radio, local talk radio, they had a show where they were talking about uh, the the uh, Buffalo Bills collectibles specifically, talking about the little people, Bills, Bills Mafia. And they're talking about you know sure. the starter lineup. We're talking about Flutie Flakes, uh, yeah. Super Bowl champagne, and all that other stuff. And uh, they got into talking about toys where people are actually buying the toys and oh, don't open that up. It's going to be worth something someday. Eh. And that, you, know, you know, as as a kid, that's got to be hell. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, which is why some of the uh, older Matchbox toys, you know, especially the Red Lines, mm -hmm. you know, as soon as you open, as soon as you know, Uncle Tanus handed you, you know, a Matchbox toy or a Hot Wheels, and it, you know, a Red Line, just you know, for an example, was a little more higher end, you know, in a few of their runs, but people forget they make hundreds of thousands of those. You you might only see a few. 
different from like the A case, B case, C case, you know, kind of kind of designation when they get to the stores or Dollar General has their own line that they push out. Target has an exclusive line of Hot Wheels and things. But my, my concern has always been I'm buying them, but I'm not cracking them open. I'm displaying them in, you know, full glory with the packaging and all the colors, and they look great. But then some people tell you if you find a red line intact in a box or in the blister pack, you might have something there depending on which one it is, but they're, they're almost like hen's teeth. You, you just can't find a red line, right? If you have any red lines walk in the door that I've are un, sold, untouched? I, I, we only had maybe one or two, but even the red lines, the Corvette, the purple Corvette, beat up. Put yeah. them on eBay, and it's like people are like, somebody actually paid that for that. Same thing with, kind of reminds me of the Nintendo video games. In 1988, I was 20 years old, speaking about sealed product. And my mom got us Nintendo, John Elway's quarterback, all those in the packages. I could not rip the boxes open fast enough to play them. Yep. Now, you should see what we sell some just of the empty boxes now. Yeah. Because We're, here's the thing, a, a person, if I may, if a person has a Nintendo video game, Hypothetically, that's worth $20. They may be able to go out and get the box with the cover art and all that for another $18. Now you're $38 into it. Now you have an $80 or $90 game because it's complete. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there are collectors that try and put together sets and series, just like there are uh, coin collectors that try and do like a full Morgan set or nickel set, Buffalo nickel set, you know, in like a different grade, like an MS-65 nickel set. I mean, if, if you're doing something like that, you're deep into that hobby. You're deep into collecting, and you're deep into that investment. Um, how do you help people put together um, a set or a collection of something that they might be missing? Uh, how, do you, how do you go about doing something, something like that? Well, Somebody so calls you and just says, you know, I, I need this or that to complete my collection. Like, I need Yoda, you know, from 1992, from the, you know, the Kenner series you know can you help me out yep it's pretty simple yeah um either we have it in stock because we have as of right now we only have listen to this we only have 14 15 000 things on ebay right now we could have a gazillion more so we have a lot of product that are still in boxes that when you were there earlier mm -hmm. we have enough to fill that store two more times so there's like stuff underneath tables in the box in the back etc so to answer your question um i have it's pretty simple i have a notebook of people's names that they're looking for stuff. And when people come in the store, I conversate with them. You flip it open. And yeah, I say, hey, do you my, have it? Are you putting my name in that notebook for that, uh, <laughs> that cockpit toy? He's got the Varum already mentally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mental image and yeah. that noted as well. Yes, yes what, absolutely. What, what do you have for Bill's Mafia folks? You got any uh, vintage Bill stuff around there? Because, oh, well, you know, that's, Bill's Mafia is growing ooh, by the day. Yeah, yeah, so back, let's say, from the 1988 AFC's champions till maybe 94, the starter coats, the sweatshirts, the t-shirts, the Bills versus the Giants, that stuff is nuts. That's incredible. And guess who, guess who has it? People like my grandfather who held onto their sweatshirts. It's pristine. They don't even have, even ones with, I just sold a, an old starter coat from the late 80s, ripped, stained. A girl came in the store and she thought it was the greatest thing ever. And me, I, I, I don't hide from things. I go, I'm sorry it has rips and stains. She goes, Joe, I don't care. I want something for December when it's cold outside. I want that on. Guess what? I sold it for my consignment client. $150 for a coat that was, not saying falling apart, 
but there you go. It, it, it needed it, some it, tender, mm-hmm. loving care. Yeah. But it, ha- but it had some battle scars. Yeah. Yeah. So to answer your question, yeah. that, the vintage Bill's clothing. So what we try to do is we try to combine old school with new school. And right. what I mean by that, a lot, of, a lot of young kids, people, you know, they just want to sit at home and go on eBay and, and buy stuff. Like I'm looking for a 1978 Topps baseball complete sure. set. Go on eBay, boom, boom, buy, check out. It's to your door in two days. Yeah. That's a new school. We have old school. People like me that want to physically go into a store yep. and look at stuff. Everybody that comes into our store, they're like, and this is awesome. They like, Joe, I had that when I was a kid. Yep. Or, wow, I've, I've never seen that before. That's got to be a great feeling. It's I awesome. Mean, I, I, know, I know people, I'm not going to you know, you know, disparage them, but there are folks of a younger age than us guys that don't even remember the Buffalo Braves. Mm-hmm. That oh, are, to heck you say. I, it's, it's the truth. Buffalo had a professional basketball mm-hmm. team. And I would say, oh, absolutely. That, 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 I, have an old, I have an old shirt that's, it's a reproduction, mm-hmm. but it's an old Braves shirt. The Catholic and then you tell Church them, in, in, in Kenmore, that's, that was the altar boys outing every mm-hmm. year. All the altar boys were taken by the yep. priests. We went to the, to the Braves game, got the hot dog, the soda pop, the popcorn, screamed at the basketball players. Yep. There's somebody listening right now that probably has an old Buffalo Bisons hockey sweater that might contact you and say, hey, what am I going to do with this? It was old great-grandpops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, back in the late 50s, you know, the Buffalo Bisons were, uh, were on the ice. And you're talking about the Buffalo Braves, 1970 first year. A lot of people don't realize that that was also the Sabres first year. So that 1970 was pretty out. Try to get tickets. Try to get something game-used. That's another thing. Anything Buffalo sports-related, anything game-used, it is nuts. Do you have any of the seats from Memorial Auditorium up in your collection there? Okay. Yes and no. Yes, I have access. I have consignment clients and have them, but you'll back me up. Where am I going to put them in the store? Exactly. Yeah, you'd have to stand them up vertically like a ladder. Stadium seating. I, I like it. Yeah. When when uh, <laughs> when the Bills did their uh, remodel, you know, out at the Ralph, I call it the Ralph. Still, yes, I yes, do. yes, it is. They, I have a row of seats that they took out to build the uh, build the towers in the four corners. I have a, I have a row of seats. I did work out there, so I managed to get a row of seats. Buffalo Bills programs from War Memorial. Any of those in stock? Yes, but they're, you know, you, you, a lot of the common ones are like from 66, 67, 66, the first year of the Miami Dolphins, by the way. Um, so 66, 67, the 70s, the 80s are very common. But I know that there's a lot of older gentlemen that have those early uh, Bills first year, 1960. Those are, you can find them, go on eBay. Type in 1960 Buffalo Bills AFL program. Look at the numbers. French Connection signed poster. Signed pucks, yeah. Signed, signed pucks. pucks. That's yeah. even better. Even better. Wow. Paper, <laughs> paper, but, paper but disintegrates. But here's the thing. It's like a lot of that stuff, it's like I sum it up because Gilbert Perot was my favorite, okay, as growing up as a kid. Okay. And say, for instance, in 1970, let's pick a year, 73, the first year they made the playoffs. If I go down there and I see Gilbert Perot, I go, oh, my God, I'd love to have your jersey. Or he signs something for me and gives it to me. Fast forward 50 years now. Who witnessed that? Good point. It's like, I, I, you know, I kind of sum it up like, hey, Mr. Perot, can you give me some provenance right now because I know the world's <laughs> going to change in 40 years and I need to do it. That's why authentication company, someone brings in a Mickey Mantle. I told you about the book. Yeah. I can't sell it. I have to guarantee that it's authentic. So I'm very, I have uh, some people, I have a great following, me being a true collector. I have autographed stuff. I've sent it out to get authenticated. Yeah. They there's, come back, boom. There's companies that just do authentication. Yeah. yeah. 
So let me ask you this question. It just popped into my head, Frank, so I'm going to say it. Has any former sports star, celebrity, movie star, anybody contacted you for something of theirs that they would, that they would like back, perhaps? No. I've had, I've had some celebrities. Um, one, as a matter of fact, um, I don't know if we're allowed to name names in that, but I, it's, it's very cool on eBay when we sell stuff, and I look at the name, and I'm like, what? Sure. They're born given name as, as opposed to their yeah. stager. I have a very well-known gentleman um, that was on ESPN that's bought a, uh, let me rewind a little bit. Do you guys remember the World Football League from 1974-75? It was a short-lived league. That's, oh, where, yes. that's where Zonka kicked. 50 years ago. Yeah. Okay. That's where Zonka Kick and Warfield went there. They got like a gazillion dollars to go there. I right now have a consignment client that probably has the biggest collection known to man of World Football League stuff. And it's like, people come in the store like, you have what? How does somebody in Taiwan? So I'm selling things for consignment for him, but the gentleman I was talking to you about on ESPN is a massive collector of that stuff, and I sold a gazillion things. And it makes me feel, you know, little Western New York collectibles sure. located at 102 Broad Street in the city of Tonawanda that I sell stuff to people like that. It's awesome. Yeah, Tonawanda yeah. had a professional football team back sure in the day. The Tonawanda Kydex, was it? Kydex. Kydex. And I'll explain something. Like, can, can we, we talk love about stories. That? Go okay. ahead. So a gentleman brought a bunch of old magazines in from the 70s. And me, like on, on eBay, if I'm very big at doing research. Because here's the thing. If you just put 1986 Buffalo Bills program and somebody goes on eBay and types Jim Kelly, even though you know Jim Kelly's first year was 86 or he's a member, that's not going to come up in your search results. So I do a lot of research. So I may go, 1986 Buffalo Bills program, Jim Kelly. So if somebody searches Jim Kelly, it's going to come up in their, what they're looking for. So I go through these old magazines from the 70s. And in the back, they did a story. It was one of the sporting news. They, it was like the third page of the back. I, they said, defunct professional football leagues, football teams. Tonawanda Cardex is in the back. So without me taking the time to go through 97 pages of that, I was looking for keywords or things. Sure. I would go, you know what I'm going to do? Trick that I do. I put it up for a 99-cent auction on a Thursday, 10-day auction, so it ends on a Sunday night. Like I told you, everybody's on the Internet. Yep. I sold that for $200 to a gentleman in England. And wow. I messaged him. I go, why'd you buy it? He goes, I collect that stuff. I used to live in Tonawanda. Oh, oh fantastic. And, and it explains and our, it's not, our listeners. It explains yeah, somebody in England yes. listening to us. That's the great thing about eBay is you can sell this to this person in whatever state or country. That's, that's the great thing about yeah. it. But, but he's like, he, he did me, a search for Tonawanda. Yeah. And it eBay, came up. And, came yeah. up. and my consignment client, I showed it to him. And they were like, like I tell you, anybody can sell. The common stuff. Anybody can sell a sports card. Anybody can sell a pennant. Anybody can sell a bobblehead. But who sells a magazine that the consignment client was ready to throw out for $200 because I took the time to do the research? Wow. Keywords are important. You know, what's funny is, is I do actually remember the, that football league and only because my mother was irate. And it had to do with the name Larry Zonka. Because Zonka is Hungarian and she was like, it's pronounced Chonka. It is not Zonka. And the same thing bothered her about people calling them the, uh, the Celtics when it's actually the Celtics. It's all about grammar. <laughs> so, Very good so point. Very many good point. of my memories are based mm -hmm. upon language lessons. But uh, 
You know what? When I was a kid, my best friend growing up, John, he had the GI Joes. I mean, the real GI Joes. I mean, they, they were like eight, nine, ten inches tall. Mm -hmm. They had hair, and man, we played with those things till the hair came off, the mm -hmm. fingers were worn off. I mean, it, it was to the point where we were ready to steal my sister's uh, Barbie dolls and put them in the GI Joe clothes because we needed figurines mm -hmm. that still had appendages. And my brother plays the exact opposite. Fan of Star Trek, and when it went to syndication late 60s, early 70s, he bought every model kit that came out and left it wrapped. And to this day, he still has those. He's got a closet full of this stuff, including the one uh, where I think Scotty's fighting a three-headed snake or something. I, I forget the exact... All this stuff. What, what sort of price range are we in for some of these like Star Trek collectibles, the original models, the original Romulan ships, and so on? Well, as you, as you know, it's all just based on research. So some of them go for 20, 30, 40, 50. Some go for hundreds. We just did, probably four years ago, we did a collection. A gentleman, a lady's husband passed away, and he basically bought a bunch of model kits from the 70s, and they were all sealed. And they brought them in, and we sold them on eBay. And I'll tell you right now, we probably did in a year. We got them close to $7,000 in their pocket after wow. everything because it's sealed product. I know he'll never he'll never sell them. They're going to wind up being yeah, in the state somewhere. Uh, but I mean, just some. But even that stuff. you're talking about the GI Joes and the Star Wars that are beat up. I have a lot of people that bring that stuff in the originals, but it's like missing a limb. It's missing a head. It's all it's all nicked up. It's like I wrote on it. You want to know something? People look at it like ah, who's going to want this stuff? That stuff is incredibly popular because go ahead and try to find or go look on eBay of the price of the sealed stuff. Who can afford that? That kind of stuff is what people can afford. Listen, Andy from Toy Story, all of his toys had his name on the bottom of the soul. You are correct. Feet, so, yep. I mean, there's something. Yeah, all right. I, I, I went off the reservation on that one. Carl, what about it? Andy had his name on the bottom of his toys? Yes, on the bottom, oh, of, like, like on, on the bottom of Woody's soul, on the bottom oh. of Buzz Oh, Lightyear. I know I know what you're talking about. Andy on there. Yeah. Slinky. Slinky. Slinky dog. Slinky dog. Yeah, we got a couple of those in stock, by the way, so. That's pretty incredible stuff. Well, listen, uh, Joe, this, this has been a lot of fun. I love talking about this stuff. I love looking at this stuff even more. And now you're going to get me in trouble because <clears throat> I'm going to have to go on down and peruse the, the visible inventory. Carl, have you been inside the shop? Obviously. I will go with you, but I cannot guarantee that. You know what? You'd have to leave your wallet in a safe buried in the backyard 20, 25 feet down because you will absolutely reach for it, pull out the plastic or the folding stuff, and buy something. I'm trying I to see the downside it. of that, and I just can't. There isn't. There is, <laughs> there, there is not, because just the short time that I was in the store, I probably viewed, touched five, six items that I will definitely go back for. Joe, Absolutely. Joe, 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 just a wrap-up question. Have you ever gotten a phone call from a, from a customer's wife threatening you because she didn't want their husband in there anymore. No. My, mine might be the first. <laughs> I know something. A lot, of, back here. a lot of wives or girlfriends, actually, it's been very receptive. They'll come in there, and that's why we have, like, you know, I'm not a sports person. I go, what do you collect or what do you like? I like Barbie dolls. Okay, boom, corner over there. It's, it's, we have a little bit for everybody. So there's been so many people that have come in there, couples, that they both spend the time in there, which is yeah. really, which, which is really cool and stuff. It's like nice that. to walk around and kick the tires in your store because it, it you will be flushed with a lot of memories coming back, and 
I wish I had that back, or I would always like one of those again, or I always wanted one of those, and I just never was able to get it. And uh, it's possible it's there or in the inventory somewhere right, online. Joe, Joe, one more time. I mean, we have, we have tracked our listeners in India, England, France, Alaska, all over the U.S. For some reason, Melbourne and Sydney. Welcome, um, Alaska. Just, just give us the give us the uh, address again on eBay, so that they can look you up and start looking at stuff. Of course, it's a WNY, short for Western New York Understore Collectibles, and one again, once again, it's I B L E S, not A B L E S, because you could spell it two different ways. So WNY underscore Collectibles with an I B L. Yes, at the end. Joe, thanks for coming in. Carl, your parting thoughts on this collectible episode I'm of e- the Talk I, of Town I'm, I'm excited at gmail.com. I'm excited to get out of here and go back to the store. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Folks, uh, again, thanks for, thanks for listening in. Joe, you want to top off this and uh, give us a wrap? Absolutely, because there are a lot of people in Western New York that may have this. Um, so everybody asks me, what's the most popular consignment item or what can you help us with basically anything that anybody has in a box and in a house that i can put on ebay put in a box wrap it up bring it to the post office the number one thing now is ticket stubs and to concerts bills games sabers games sporting events and i ask people all the time it's a lot of fun why do you think that's number one um they don't give you a ticket stub anymore for sporting events. It's Good man, all it's electronic on your phone. It's all scan your phone. Scan. I just uh, we just sold uh, two times. One ticket stub was for a thousand. The other one was eighteen hundred. It was the game in eighty two. Gretzky broke Phil Esposito's goal record. Esposito was in the stand. Huh. A customer brought that in, and what the first one we sold, they basically he said, "Here, Joe, basically a donation." I'm like, "No, nah, I'll sell it for you." You realize the significance of what you have? That's a great thing. They're like, "No, I have no idea." I go, "That's the Gretzky game." They're like, "Yeah, so." I go, watch this. Put it on eBay, 99 cent auction on Thursday, Sunday. I sent them the link, and they were like, in the name of the Father and the Son. There you go. So ticket stubs are the number one popular thing. Um, I try to tell people that. Maybe somebody has them in a scrapbook in the the closet, maybe in in a shoebox. Maybe they have them in a dresser drawer, but ticket stubs, because they do not give them out anymore. Everything, scan your phone. Yeah. Wow. Do they have to be intact, or can they, you know, be ripped in half? Well, that's what it, that's what a ticket sub is. It's ripped yeah. of a full unused ticket. So no stubs, full unused tickets. So you're looking for the full unused tickets or stubs or stubs. Okay, perfect. All Help right. them out, folks. Help yourself out. And uh, you always call the store seven one six nine five seven three zero eight five. And if you would like to appear on the Talk of Tonawanda, send us some email. Uh, Keep it gentle, keep it kind, because Carl, Carl cries easy. Uh, 716-957-3085 for Western York Collectibles. For the Talk of Tonawanda, it's the Talk of Tonawanda at gmail.com. Joel, thanks so much for coming in, and it sounds like there's a another episode that we're going to have to do in the future after you get a, a few more thousand customers doing weird purchases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're very welcome. Thank and, you for the uh, opportunity. Carl, uh, despite your peculiar t-shirt, which nobody can see, thank goodness, uh, did you have fun? I did. This was, this was fantastic. I learned, learned a few things, and also now, now I'm, you know, I'm going to make sure my sneakers are laced up because I'm, I'm going to drive down there. I'm just going to run down the street. And thank you to the folks who suggested uh, our, our topic and person for our show tonight. Joe, was uh, fantastic, fantastic meeting you again. 
seeing you, and uh, it, it's great to have you on board. Okay, thank you very much. And remember, the word is philatelist, Carl. Thanks so much, everybody, for jumping in, and we will talk to you next time on the talk of Tonawanda. Take care.